Welcome to the Attorney Marketing Institute podcast. This is the podcast where you learn simple but effective ways to grow your law practice in just one hour a week. That's right. This is not your grandfather's podcast, and we're not talking about your grandfather's marketing. We're talking about 21st century law firm marketing. Let's do it. Hey everybody, this is Nick Pavlidis, and thank you so much for being here for another episode of the Attorney Marketing Institute podcast. I am so excited about today's episode because this is something that I put in a lot of social. It gets a lot of interaction every time I post something to this effect, and it really gets a lot of pushback, but I love it because a lot of people accuse me of posting something like this or posting this topic. If you've seen it already in your feed or on the site or or whatever, you know the topic, you know the episode name. A lot of people accuse me at first of having say or saying this as clickbait as all right whatever yeah sure or in there there being no substance these are people who don't know me but people there being no substance behind it thinking that it's just a way to get people's attention but i love when that happens because there's a difference between clickbait and a a creative tweet or something with real substance under it. And that drives me so nuts when I see something like, don't buy this program until you read this. And then the, the, this is a blog post that says the program's great. And here use my affiliate link so I can earn a commission for sending you over there. It's, it's a scam or is it? And then you click over there and it's like, no, it's not. And then it's a promoter for the thing. So it drives me nuts. That's clickbait. Clickbait is click here for no reason other than to come here so I can get more traffic or more money. That is is not what this is about. This is about how to actually, how to get your time that you spend marketing down. In fact, in the tweet, this is the tweet that I put out there. You do not need more than one hour a week to market a law practice. I truly believe that. Now, there will be times when you need more than an hour in a particular week to market your law practice. If you're given a two-hour speech, it's pretty hard to do that in one hour, although I talk pretty fast, right? So here's the tweet. You do not need more than one hour a week to market a law practice. If you're spending more than that, you can likely get better results in less time with a little focus. Now, all of those words are important. In fact, this was this is it, there was a shorter version of that when there were only 140 characters allowed on Twitter, but that is more than 140 characters. I posted it, and just like every time I post something to that effect, I get a couple of people at least who respond. One person said, "Thanks, hey Nick," uh, and this is Stefan. So, hi Stefan. I, I, from what I understand, you're a new listener. I'm so excited that you're listening. Oh, there's my, uh, there's my, my, my phone beeping in the background. So, Stefan said, "Hi Nick." He finds my tweets useful and asked if there's a podcast link. So, here you are listening to it. I'm excited and thank you for being a listener, a new listener. I love talking about attorney marketing, especially when there's at least one person listening, right? So, and then Tad, Tad said, could you define marketing in this sense? What is in the hour and what is out of the hour? So Tad, I hope you're listening. I shared with you the the thread that I'm about to talk about. And uh, and I'm, I'm really happy that 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 helped, that helped put you, put you in a different direction. But but Lawsom, Lawsom Podcast, which is another law podcast that's about to launch, and I've been in touch with them. They're really, really cool folks there. In fact, I am previewing a little bit. A, uh, I'm going to be doing an episode recording on their podcast, too, about growing a law firm. So anyhow, I love growth-minded people in the marketing world. A lot of people are concerned that if they promote their competitors, then people will just go to them. No, 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 no. I am in this to make marketing better, easier, faster than 
it was before. And if that means that someone else, some other service, some other product, some other person connects with you better, go for it. Believe me, there are plenty of lawyers in the world to help with their marketing. I want the motivated, growth-minded lawyers who connect with me, who aren't afraid to meet for me to sort of nudge them in the right direction and kick them in the butt when they need it sometimes. So, Lawsome Podcast, if you follow, you want to go to Twitter at Lawsome, L-A-W-S-O-M-E, podcast dot uh, twitter.com slash Lawson podcast or at Lawson podcast, check them out. So they responded with a little bit of a wit, right? Okay. I'll bite. What is going on in this power hour? And does it involve robots asking for a friendly lawyer with a wink? And I responded with probably my worst, um, my worst, uh, thread tweet thread, because I, I think I was mobile and I kept forgetting to hit one and number them, but they're all in the right order. So yes, 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 yes. There are no robots involved in that power hour. Here's what happens. Here's the problem. Because most lawyers, when they market their practice, they're spending so much time, and maybe they're not even spending an hour a week, but they could cut it down to pretty much zero and get the same amount of results if they are just bouncing back and forth to every quote unquote opportunity, every, Hey, there's a networking meeting. They just go blind. They spend three hours between getting on the subway or driving in their car and sitting in the traffic, going to some networking meeting that has nothing to do with where they want their practice to go. And they sit there, they meet people and it's cool to meet people. I'm not saying ignore people who can't help you build your law practice, but that's not part of your marketing plan. That's not marketing. That's going out. That's having fun. That's connecting with people. So that's what I want people to start with. I want you to start with that principle in mind that not everything, not every opportunity is an opportunity for you. Now, I talk a lot about looking forward, learning from the past, but looking forward. So if it is a great opportunity, if you're a, and I, I don't know why I pick on this real estate lawyers, but if you're a real estate lawyer and you hate it, and you've been going to this one thing that's been getting you lots of real estate clients, but you hate it and you want to transition into something else, maybe you go to that one less and fill your time with something else. So going to that Real estate meeting is not bringing your practice anywhere you want it to be. It might only take an hour a week. You might get your marketing down only one hour a week, but it's going to make you miserable. And if you want to bring your practice somewhere else and you're still doing that one hour a week there with the real estate stuff, then you are going to have to do more than that. You're going to spread yourself thin. And that's okay. I uh, For a short period of time, for little bursts, I am not here to tell you to kill that golden goose. If that's paying your bills, if that's keeping your kids from getting too skinny, I don't want you to stop that right away. But I do want you to start transitioning, start filling in the stuff that you finish with new stuff that you want. Start fin filling in some of the events that you would normally go to for your current practice with events that you can go to for your future practice. So if everything that you're offered is not aligned with the clear vision that you've established for both your personal and your professional life, then don't except the ones that aren't clearly aligned. So that is the overarching principle. Just that can get your marketing down significantly, your marketing time, and even your ad spend. If you're spending money to attract clients you don't want, why would you do that? It, I, again, don't kill that golden goose, but start transferring, start transitioning, start moving that money 
to other places. And we'll talk about that in future episodes. So I have a real fun episode about how to use Facebook ads to gather leads. Really good for location-based stuff, for stuff that you need people to be pre-qualified for. But we'll talk about that detail. Now, this is how to get your marketing down to one hour a week. So that if, if you're taking every opportunity quote unquote, then your marketing is unfiltered. You have no process to decide whether something that you're going to do leads you where you want to go because you don't know where you want to go. Some people don't even have that vision. So they get started marketing way too soon and they end up just, just moving around just because you're busy doesn't mean you're getting a lot done. And that's what a lot of people's marketing plan is. It's busy work that gets them nowhere. So they're just many times looking for more of what they have and the detail, the real magic comes in of getting it down to one hour a week. It's not in what you're doing, but what you're, uh, what you say no to. So first you got to decide what your business and personal life will look like a year from now, because both of those are important. What type of law do you want to practice? What type of firm do you want to be building? Or do you want to be at, if you're at another firm, do you want to be in-house? Do you want to do something different? Where do you want to live? How do you want to work? What do you want your relationship to work to be? I talked about on another episode, I believe, I talk about it all the time, how I took over a $100,000 a year pay cut just to not have my email on my phone and to not have to work weekends unless something crazy happened. I wanted a set schedule. I didn't care how many hours I worked. I just wanted to predictably build Attorney Marketing Institute and Authority Ghostwriting in the, at nights and weekends while being able to spend time with my family and while working a full-time job because I didn't want to kill that golden goose, which was my full-time law income. I had been practicing law for dozen years, for 10 years at the, at the time when I negotiated that. I needed that. I didn't want to kill the golden goose, even though that's not where I wanted to be. But I had my eye on the prize. What can I do and how much can I pay money and time and effort to make it happen? So I got my marketing down. I built a business that replaced my income. My first year with a authority ghostwriting, my sales were more than my last year at a big international manufacturing company. And I had some extra expenses and things like that, but I built it up slowly. I built it up wisely. And we started making the right relationships with the right prospects, the right influencers and the right gatekeepers to serve our clients really well, build a small team, build a bigger team and take it live from 8.30 PM until midnight, Monday through Friday. And a little bit on Saturdays when my kids were visiting grandma because they go to grandma's house almost every Saturday. It's pretty cool. So my wife and I get some time together and we get some time to catch up on stuff that we want to do. So what do you want your life to look like? Now that's really important. A lot of people don't do that. So if you're pursuing opportunities that are great quote opportunities, but they're going to attract a client that might bring a lot of money, but it's going to be so demanding on your time that you're going to hate yourself and hate them and hate your firm. Man, that's not an opportunity. Filter that out. Get that down to one hour a week. Maybe you refer them to someone else. Maybe you just try to ask them for one part of your business, or maybe you set real strong boundaries. And the first time they they text you at night or on the weekend, you say, I'll get to it on Monday or something like that and let them fire you if they don't want to. You got to be a little bit careful with how much, how much you stick your neck out there with fees and stuff like that. But if there's a client like that and you can manage the relationship, so you're not going too deep or deep at all with your billables and stuff like that, and you're set those boundaries up front, you can train people. I mean, they might fire you, but you know what? If it's not a good fit, I wouldn't even pursue it to begin with. I've made that mistake. So the basic premise, remember, it is uh, to get rid of the stuff that doesn't lead you where you want to go in your business and personal life. You, If you filter that, if you can really have that vision for your future, you can cut some of the marketing stuff out. You can cut your marketing time down. 
So after you decide what you want your business and personal life to look like, you just, you just decide who you need to meet to get you there. And this is important because remember, there are three types of people we talked about in the other episode, the PIG acronym. And I've started to embrace the PIG acronym uh, because people, it really connects with people. So constantly connecting with PIGs, we're going to help you bring home the bacon. And that is a dad joke. And I don't mind it. P's for prospects, I's for influencers, G is for gatekeepers. So the prospects, these are the prospects you want to meet in the future. You have lots of more detail on the other episode. So make sure you listen to that. I's for influencers. These are essentially content providers, people who influence your the prospects and clients you want to work with in the future. And then finally, gatekeepers. These are people who serve those people, people who charge them. So listen to that episode. And then, so now you have your vision for your future. You have your personal life. You have your professional life because I don't want you to build a bigger practice. I want you to build a better practice that may or may not be bigger. So you can make more money in less time. You can make less money in less time. You can make more money in more time. Whatever it is that you want, even less money in more time. But I don't know. I haven't come across lawyers who are looking to do that. Um, but If you want to build something, you can build it. You just have to filter out the other stuff, keep that golden goose paying your bills and keeping your kids from getting too skinny, and then letting only the stuff that leads you where you want to go in. Okay, so you got your gatekeepers, you got your influencers, you got your prospects. So now you got to find out where they hang out in person and online, be there and be be a real person, build real relationships. So once you know what you want your work to look like, you want your relationship with work to look like, you know who you need to connect with, you know the pigs, you stop doing anything that doesn't help you build real relationships with one of those three groups of people, you now have the best filter in the world. Your filter will be better than every other lawyer marketing their practice who's bouncing around from quote opportunity to quote opportunity and spinning, spinning, spinning. They're wasting their time taking it away from stuff that they want to do. Don't you think they might want to exercise or hang out with their family or whatever? Now, I understand when there's a season. Right now, I'm in one of those seasons. My ghostwriting group just had uh, a bunch of projects uh, come in and we are working like mad, but it's a season. It's too months really where we're working like crazy and there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's a season where we get busy and then there will be a slow time uh, or perhaps there will be a slow time. There will be a slower time, that's for sure. So there will be seasons where you work and you might not be home for dinner or whatever, but your rules and for the most part, you're going to be building a better life for yourself and your practice. Unlike the bouncing around, just stick enough stuff out there and hope it sticks. So then the rest of it, the specifics about what you do during that hour really depends. There's no one size fits all. There are categories, social media. You can check out the social media for lawyers and law firms episode. I have a full course at attorneymarketinginstitute.com slash academy, uploading all the videos now um, to that. But you can, you can get a full course on that. And that's like hours of video to really walk you through. Okay, how do you optimize a Facebook page? How do you, those are all of what? Those are all the details. But if your clients, prospects, influencers, gatekeepers aren't on Facebook, why don't, don't bother. Set it up nice, fine. Uh, you can set some content to keep it active. Totally cool. I have lots of detailed strategies that we that we work with with our, some of our done-for-you clients to have that because Facebook does have some good Google juice for SEO purposes. But don't spend a ton of time. Automate as much of the posting. Don't automate interaction. I never say to automate likes and comments and stuff like that. Really engage. If you, if I respond or like something on your, on a social feed that you, uh, on LinkedIn especially and um, and Twitter, I don't. I'm not very active. My account's active on, but it's all scheduled uh, on Facebook. But on LinkedIn and on. 
Twitter, I'm very active. I'm there responding and liking and commenting and tweeting and quote tweeting and stuff like that. So decide what belongs in the specific activities. So there are categories like social media. There's categories like writing and speaking. You don't even have to do that. You can outsource a lot of it. So if you could just record a two minute video and send it to someone for them to write up into a blog post and four or five social posts, man, you got one blog post, you got a week's worth of content. You got five posts. If you just want to have an active, a minimally viable social media platform, one post a day, that's helpful, and a blog post a week, you could do that with a five-minute voicemail, leaving it for somebody. And then they just turn it in there. So all that stuff is how do you use your time most effectively? We'll talk about delegation and outsourcing in other episodes, but the specifics, the point is get your filter, keep everything that doesn't point you in the direction where you want to go out everything else that absolutely does, including your personal life in, and you can get your marketing on a regular, typical week, really, really down to about an hour, sometimes even less. In fact, one of the books that we have out, we have a number of books coming out over the next um, over the next year or so, and I'm a prolific writer. I own a ghostwriting agency, but I do a lot of the writing. I love writing. I wrote, I've written a dozen or so books, mostly ghostwritten books. And, um, and I'm, I'm writing my own. And a lot of the stuff that I'm doing is just how do you make it quick? So we have currently, I'm collecting more, but we have over a hundred two minute marketing activities. And it could be as simple as go to your Facebook profile. Is there anything outdated? Look, cause a lot of people will have a pinned post that says come to our event this Friday. And it's like three months ago. That's embarrassing. So it's these little reminders. Hey, just do this today. And you're going to be progressing because what you do is if you unpin that, that expired post on your Facebook page, you're improving your Facebook page. When someone Googles you and they find your Facebook profile and they click on it and says, come to our thing this Friday, and it's the pinned post and it's from three months ago. First of all, they might not notice the date and they try to go and it's not there. But second of all, it's just, it looks like you're not active. But in reality, you just don't think, oh, I got to check my pinned posts. So all of those little things, they're in that book. Look out for it. Get on our email list. If you sign up for our webinars, I'll make sure to give you some follow-up. But if you go to attorneymarketinginstitute.com, you can sign up for our email list there. You can sign up to get on our waiting list for our mastermind, um, which is a high-level mastermind. Very few people will be in it and we'll meet virtually and connect about all these things and learn not just from me preaching, but from everyone's common experiences, what worked from them, share forms, share strategies, practice our pitches to each other or, or your pitches to each other. We'll give you some feedback, share writing opportunities, split blogs with each other. So that way you can share audiences. If you have uh, common common clients serving different purposes, it's a great way to just say, hey, I'll write on your blog this week. You write on my blog this week. Great way to expand your network and expand your audience. So if you're interested in that, go to attorneymarketinginstitute.com slash mastermind. And when we're ready to get started, it'll be early next year, probably, then just we will uh, we'll reach out and make sure that everyone's a great fit because it's really important to get that dynamic around the room, growth-minded lawyers. So one day you might be scheduling the posts to Twitter to connect with influencers, lots of influencers on Twitter. You do that for 10 minutes. The next day you might look on LinkedIn for gatekeepers, other people who are in your area and serve clients. Or if you serve a lot of clients in your area, you want to expand to a different part of the state. Or if you're licensed in two states, you want to go into another state, you look there. So it doesn't really, other times it's looking at meetups or just emailing people and saying, Hey, long time, no talk. Let's grab coffee. Little tiny things during this hour a week. And you're just building momentum. That's all you're doing. And if you're patient, and this is exactly why my ghostwriting and marketing 
practice has helped keep my kids from getting too skinny because I took the long road. I preserved my golden goose. I cut back on it by taking that pay cut by put and putting boundaries around my time. And I slowly served, build relationships with, and just changed my circle. And I then be, be, was able to build over the course of a couple of years, a business, two businesses really that I just love. Can you just, can you hear, can you hear how excited I am talking about this stuff? Imagine being able to talk about your law practice that way, or Maybe you just don't like the law and you want, you want to join, uh, you want to join forces. Now, if you want to do something different, you know, sometimes that's okay too. This, that's not really the focus of this. I want you to help, uh, help you build a better practice, but sometimes it's just not for you. And you know what, from the law firm's perspective, there's a lot of people who get nervous that the law firm's going to be, uh, unsupportive or whatever. But I got to tell you over the long term, I would rather have two really on fire associates who just love what they do, the type of law they're there, not because that's the law, the job, the best job that they got out of law school, but because the job they want than to have three who are just unmotivated and are there just to collect a paycheck. So if literally if everybody in the world did exactly what they loved and did it with kindness and did it with passion, man, it would be a great place. And I will tell you, I promise you, there will be people who do want and will do things that you can't imagine people wanting to do. And it's the same thing with the practice of law. I couldn't imagine, I'm a ghost, I'm a ghost writer, or I'm not doing a, a ton or all of the ghostwriting anymore, but I'm a ghostwriter. I'm a coach. I work virtually. I have an office in Boston, but I work mostly from my home because I don't have to go in there. So a lot of times I'm at home and I'm a, I'm a people person. So I love getting behind the mic. I love meeting people, but you know, if I had to sit down at a computer and do transactional work all day, I would pull the rest of my hair out. But when I found something like ghostwriting, where I t- I'm a teacher, I'm helping people interpret and reposition, repackage their content and words and courses and webinars and stuff like that, that, br- that brings me so much energy that I lose time. I literally stare at the screen. I'm typing. I look up and I say, how did it get to 1 a.m.? And I was working from 8 p.m. when the kids went to bed and my wife's watching her shows. So it just, time flies when you're doing something you love. Wouldn't that be great for you to be able to do in your law office? And you know what? If you got enough time, and that doesn't mean 10 years, but it might be two years, and you put in the drips of water, eventually they add up. If you did two hours a week, it could happen faster, sure. But you to build momentum and to build a real solid foundation, you only need one hour of super focused, filtered time and efforts going towards marketing. You can put some fire on the gas or gas on the stove, whatever the phrase is, uh, by outsourcing and delegating and, and utilizing some of your other resources, but your time, and that'll make you go faster, but your time, you can really get it down to one hour a week by getting the right filter. So I want to hear from you. If you have fun with this episode, if you like this episode, I want you to email me, nick at attorneymarketinginstitute.com. Share me some success stories. I want to read them. I want to celebrate with you. I want to get your questions because some of these things, I really want to start doing some Q and A's from time to time. If I get enough questions to come in, it's a new podcast. So they're not going to come flowing in super fast and share, share this episode with someone who you think could use a little more focus in their marketing, or maybe you think might want to free up some time to their week by getting that filter and getting out all the junk so they can confidently say no to opportunities without worrying that they just passed up their ticket to being partner or whatever. All right. So that's it. 
Focus your time, get that time out, don't be afraid to say no, find the real opportunities for the future, preserve the golden goose, and we'll see you next time.